0: Seeds we sow must break open in order to grow. Shed their skin, allow light to breathe in. Shed their skin. Hi, I'm Noah Goldstein, and welcome to the Heartseed Health Podcast. Together, we learn to cultivate health and promote more connectivity and awareness through our community about beautiful, health-inspiring people, projects, organizations, and events. Today, we're talking with Rachel Brody, a somatic or body-based psychotherapist and counselor. She grew up close to the earth in rural Western Virginia and later got her BFA from the University of Michigan in theater performance directing before taking a turn to the environmental nonprofit work and community organizing while living in Brooklyn, she then moved to Boulder, where she started her master's in somatic psychotherapy and dance movement therapy at Naropa. She also happens to be my beloved wife and an incredible mother, cook, crafter, and gardener. She's also the co creator of Heartseed Health, where we're devoted to integrated health of body and mind.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: How are you doing? Great.
1: Great. So happy to be doing this with you.
0: Mm, me too. Hmm. So I'd like to start all of the shows with a question. How do you define health?
1: Um, yeah. How do I define health? Well, to start off, I think I'll speak to... The image, what I when I think of health, I really I I it's hard for me to separate that from wholeness and and how we experience wholeness through our body, mind, soul, spirit, like on all of these different levels. And my belief is that right at the there we, we are all we are all whole, and there might be instances and situations and things that happen in our lives that fragment that a bit, and or a lot, <laughs> and um, and actually allowing for all of those parts to be present, both both the experience of where where the experience of health and wholeness is and yeah and and the parts that maybe are not so integrated and i think that health really looks like having choice having the ability to be with discomfort to be with the the parts that maybe don't feel so good or integrated that feel out of balance And, and actually allowing and making some space for whatever discomfort is in, in that. And, and then, and then finding ways to kind of integrate with the parts that are innately whole and healthy and making contact with kind of the resource, um, in that. And so, and, and that just gives us, I just feel like that, that, that gives more choice. If we have the awareness of okay i can i can have this experience that might not feel or the, the expression you know for whatever reason feels out of balance behavior for or whatever um but to have to have the choice to to integrate and to have the choice to actually find the seed of wholeness
0: Hmm, i really like that the uh, just that idea that health, part of health is is having essentially the strength and the resilience to go to uncomfortable places um, in order to grow and, and expand sort of the, the realm of what's possible. And I, and, and I love that idea of choice. Thank you. Um, so on that note, can you explain or describe a little mm-hmm. bit about what it is that you do with people um, to help them achieve greater
1: health? Yeah. So I'm a somatic psychotherapist in private practice here in Boulder. And and I, and I that really, what I spoke to around health, really feels like the the defining factor to what I do and, um, yeah, really supporting, supporting an individual in reconnecting with their wholeness, with their health, with their innate health. And, and that, yeah, that looks, it can, it, you know, my practice can look a lot like traditional psychotherapy with a focus on creative arts and mindfulness and the body. Um, and yeah, and, and just really offering the space and time and attention to all of those parts, which actually are, are really hard to, 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 to attend to, to spend time with and are uncomfortable. And sometimes the work is really hard and it's yucky and it's... It's mucky and murky and it's a mystery. And a lot of the time it really is. It's it's like diving into this unknown territory inside our bodies, inside our psyches, and finding the pieces that help reconnect to wholeness. And that's yeah, that's that happens through the therapeutic relationship. That happens in, you know, th- sometimes through movement, sometimes through creative expression and but really just really supported by yeah a desire to come closer in contact with wholeness mm-hmm. and health mm-hmm.
0: so it sounds like there's first of all this this assumption or this this awareness of or belief in everyone having wholeness and everyone having some sort of internal Resource strength and external resource, and um, and then and using that to go through that sort of murky area as you described it, and then coming out on the other side with a new sort of level of integration of health of of vitality, mm-hmm. feeling better, vitality,
1: and resilience. Yeah. And that, and it really, I think it really applies. I mean, a lot of the work that I do is definitely focused around awareness of shifting identity, whether that's Mm -hmm. in kind of perinatal work in, in work, you know, the transition to parenthood or motherhood. Um, but also in really working with trauma and, and with anxiety and depression and in just finding more connection and contact with wholeness and, that's that's in the body in the mind in the soul
0: Mm. that's beautiful and it's you know very similar to (laughs) the work that I do with the acupuncture and reconnecting people to the health that's sort of already there just underneath everything that needs to be tapped into so beautiful great Cool. You grew up in a very, very special place um, where there were more sheep than people in the entire county where you were an hour and a half away from the nearest grocery store. And I'm wondering if you can describe that land, that place where you grew up and how it influenced you in how it impacts who you are today and how you show up to the work that you do today.
1: So you're asking me to describe the place that I grew up
0: and how how and, it made you who you are
1: and how it made me who I am. Okay. So yes, the place I grew up, as you know, is really quite magical and very, very remote and It is a lot of woodland, um, forest, and a lot of fields, open fields, and streams, and little pools of water and springs. The land itself is in western Virginia, on the West Virginia Virginia border, in the Allegheny Mountains and Appalachia, and it is teeming with life the what's coming to mind right now is just the the way the the soil the way that the soil operates and smells and how the leaves decompose and and everything that's that that's connected to that and and I think as a young child I spent a lot of time playing in the woods and playing in the dirt and playing in the soil and discovering little pieces of life in places that you wouldn't think to look for it, perhaps, in a more urban environment. And yeah, it was very, very rich um, in terms of, yeah, the way that it supported life. Lots and lots of food, even though it's quite high, high altitude for the East Coast, um, and quite short as far as seasons, but really the just really rich earth. And I think that, yeah, it really helped um, connect me to spirit and to life, to earth in a way that has really sustained and lasted and really informed who I am in my in my own work and in my life and in my parenting. And yeah, in the way that I connect with community and connect with life. It helped really inspire a sense of curiosity and wonder, which I find to be really key and valuable as far as unlocking and yeah, discovery. And I think being able to be a young child and explore and really see places with this eye of magic and wonder um, is incredibly valuable and and that is actually a piece that, if I'm describing it well enough, um, feels like it does come into the work that I do. there's a lot of of opening up to, the curiosity and to explore what's unknown, and I think you know, in the woods, looking under the dirt and in the leaves and in the trees and in little nooks and crannies, there's a lot of looking for for the mystery and like just being with the mystery. And as a somatic therapist, that that really feels like that comes into the work that I do is kind of uncovering peeling apart the layers peeling underneath the layers of leaves and looking for the life that's maybe hidden beneath Mm, that's beautiful that's
0: really beautiful um i can feel personally the sense of uh that sense of wonder that sense of beauty and that (laughs) curiosity the the the, all of what you're describing i can i can actually feel that in me and i I hope that at least a glimmer of that is transmuted through people's headphones or speakers and mm. that they're also getting the sense inside of, yeah, I want to go out and run in the woods right now and <laughs> look under leaves and see what I find. So,
1: I um, definitely hope uh, our daughter gets a little bit of that. Yes, <laughs> I think she does. I think so. Too.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very good. Um, so you, there was also a lot of... Play and dance and music in your home growing up and even um the high school you went to was a performing arts high school and so I'm curious if if that comes or how that maybe comes to play and and what you do now or how you live now
1: yeah I think that it's interesting that that didn't even come and for a while I had a story around like dancing in the woods that I was just speaking to and 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 now it's, as I kind of sit with it, I I realize how much in my body that, that energy of that land really is and, and how movement and music, of course, is just absolutely incredibly influential um, as a support. I feel like it's, to me, both of those, both of those arts are really just, it's just a support to, to uncovering, to discovery. And that's that's been my own process. I feel like that's been a support for me, and and a way that I, the way that I can uncover and learn more about myself in the world, um, and yeah, I think it's a tremendous resource, just as a, as as a support, to, looking, beneath. It's
0: yeah. funny as you as you spoke that as you described that I was remember you, you said about it bringing in you into your body and and i was remembering um as as a man i tend to get up in my head and um sort of escape my emotional experiences or at least used to do that more much more than i do nowadays and i remember even when we were dating before any of the you know somatics like back in new york and you just kind of like you know, just bring me out of my head and into my chest and, and, and just, it was, it was amazing just to, to all of a sudden notice that there was all this stuff going on in my body. And I think it really helped our relationship and just me be a better, more full person. And, and so I, I don't know, I never made that connection before around just your, the way you are, the visceralness, the, the, the just bodiness and the playfulness and the dancing and yeah it's great um so you happened to uh get pregnant in your second or third year of school I can't imagine how that happened um (laughs) and uh and then you took that experience and decided to explore Pregnancy and birth as a rite of passage into motherhood and um, out of maidenhood. And I'd I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you see pregnancy as a rite of passage and what a rite of passage is maybe and and what that journey is.
1: Yeah, it was quite a time of my life to be going through that incredible transformation, um, as I'm, yeah, working towards my degree and really ripe opportunity for a lot of inner exploration and, and identifying that, like this, this just such, what a great shift it is, um, for identity and, just consciousness and my psyche to yeah to enter into parenthood into motherhood so yeah I was really curious both for myself and for you know for future work and for future research on how taking time to actually consciously attend to the mystery really and of what's what of of pregnancy and birth, um, and the impact on that, on, 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 really transforming self and identity. And let's see. So, so I've done a, a bit of a very small bit of rite of passage work, specifically moving in the Golden Bridge community with Melissa Michaels doing some, some rite of passage programs that are body-centered, dance-centered, that have been really transformative and supportive. And that was a big, I think a big, big support for me in my own process of pregnancy, um, as far as what dance, what actually what movement actually really supported my own exploration. So, so that framework, that rite of passage framework really asks to move through a transformation from a place of kind of breaking down what is known and what is accessible and and what whatever the current reality is and moving through a liminal really confusing even sometimes pretty dark place and then coming out on the other side of really kind of integrating that and and transforming and, you know, blossoming, if you will, you can kind of think of a, you know, butterfly, caterpillar to butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the work that it takes for the, for the caterpillar in the cocoon, and the work that it takes for anybody moving through that kind of big, giant life shift um, in that liminal, in that middle space, and for me, pregnancy was a lot of, it felt like that. It felt like diving in. It felt like, wow, I'm, there's, there's this incredible, magical, mysterious thing happening inside of my body. Hallelujah. so incredible. And with that comes a lot of loss and comes a total shift in my sense of self and my identity. Um, and so I thought, just found there to be an incredible uh, weight or, or power, really. That's, that's, that's a better word. Um, In, yeah, in accessing, wow, what is, what, like, what are these pieces that actually need to be shed and tended to and, allowed to move through with movement was, you know, that's, that's how that happened for me. And in the research that I did, um, using movement rather to support some things actually moving through so that I could enter into the, into that unknown of, of what it meant to give birth and become a mother. And there, a lot of, a lot of awareness around, even in that process, um, I didn't know I, the work that I was doing during pregnancy was really about shedding and, and allowing for what was no longer really going to be present to, to move through. And and a lot of awareness that I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what birth was going to be like, you know, you can read as much as you want, but you don't really know. You don't really know what parenthood or motherhood will be like until you're actually in it. Um, so there's definitely a lot of surrendering that that happened in preparation for that, which I really feel is tremendously supportive just to put attention to surrendering to the to the mystery. And yeah. Um, and so yeah, and so how can the how can really the body be a sacred, a sacred tool for all of these things, and you know, both creating life and your body's changing, and so kind of moving through the what happens as the body grows and transforms, and what parts, yeah, kind of get pushed aside or moved through when that happens, um, and then, and then following really, like giving birth. <laughs> I mean, there's no better there's no better transformative metaphor than that, really. Just actually just pushing the baby out. Yeah. (laughs) It was really amazing. It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You kept on speaking to this shedding and letting go. And, um, and I just, I want to name from my experience watching you and also from my own experience, um, as, as, as a father becoming a father, um, that the letting go, you had, you called it maidenhood, um, at the time. And just sort of that there's something really, really beautiful about becoming a mother and how, um, and how in order to fully embrace that, you have to let go that you're you're no longer the sort of free person and the you know that that unless you truly grieve that you can't fully step into um to the motherhood fully and it's interesting because
1: it's a good thing you know me so well mm. because there's a lot that i can't (laughs) say in words that uh, Uh i might be speaking with my body yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um you you well you're pregnant again right now I am. And it's funny because one of the things, one of the refrains I've had in speaking to people is that, you know, when you have one kid, you can sort of pretend that you're just, you know, a a quote unquote regular person, like a not a parent, but that you have a kid, you know? And like, I feel like now standing into, stepping into um, being the parents of two children, it's sort of like, oh, you can't, you can't pretend anymore that, you know, it's like now we're like truly parents and family people or, you know, whatever that means. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, um,
1: yeah. And and I just, just to kind of go off of that, just noticing my own process this time around and, and, and that there is, there's so much, it feels the ground underneath me is much more solid, mm. like not like hard rock, you know, clay but like good nourishing solid ground that I don't have the same kind of shedding I mean it's a completely different process to go you know yeah that I'm going through in number two and really yeah fully stepping into parenthood right. family um but it's 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 less yeah less identity shifting for me it seems
0: yeah no I I see that and feel that and and Experience that um, on the daily.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think you spoke to some of them, but what do you see as some of the more challenging aspects of pregnancy and birth?
1: Mm, the image that's coming to mind right now, and what I'm experiencing in my body that I'll just speak to, is there's both an expansion that's happening, that's happening rapidly, and it's at the same time, my experience is there's also a, a a tightening, um, in a different area, kind of above, like, you know, right. Like really expanding in, in my lower, in my center, and then recognizing at first, anyway, like a, a big sort of tightening around wanting to hold on to what was, and that, I think that was a really, like, that was the hardest thing for me in pregnancy was like, who, who am I? Who was I? Did I even have a, a, a strong sense of my own self and my mm. own identity? Um and when I say that, there's definitely like there's a gripping, there's a holding on to that. Like, don't go. <laughs> Stay. Don't leave me, you fun, wild child. Yeah. <laughs> um and and actually allowing that to be aware of it and allowing it to soften and expand like the rest of my body was doing is doing is that's where like that's where that kind of integration happened like okay how can this how can this yeah not um consume me uh I don't know if that's the right word um let me just think for a second. I think there are more ways in which. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. It's painful. The you know, I think also navigating body and body image and being a woman in the culture and country that I'm living in, and how much, um, how much is is is, yeah, put on on external image and even having an awareness that this is this shift is has such good if it's for such a good reason um, it still brings up interesting yeah just interesting attention to body and body image and 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 actually yeah being in some ways, being finally feeling free of all of the all of the attention and weight that's put on on what it yeah what it means to be a, a, a woman in our culture, and and giving awareness and giving attention to the fact that wow that actually that's that's present whether or not it's conscious or unconscious mm-hmm. that that has been present that even that it's coming in this way that. Yeah, that it's something to explore and pay attention to. And so that was difficult, especially at the beginning. Especially at the beginning, not telling people and and having, you know, feeling shifts in my own body and and insecurities come up. And yeah, that, that and it takes attention away from, yeah, creating life um, in a way that doesn't feel really healthy or sustainable. And so it was... It's good to put attention there, at least.
0: I yeah, I mean, I remember vividly that experience for you, and and my my um, initial sort of response was to just try to kind of like soothe that or make it go away. You know, oh, you know, t- you know, tell you oh, you're beautiful. You know, even with your body changing, or, or or even because your body is changing in these ways, it's more beautiful. But just recognizing that that that's an experience that. Um, just needs the needs to be an experience that that you have and can't make it go away, which is, I think, what I'm. I mean, this isn't necessarily an, a new insight to me, but kind of what I'm getting out of all of this is that is is just the overall sense that you know the by taking the time um, and creating some space to feel into what's going on physically, you also experience and attend and notice what's going on emotionally. Mm -hmm. And by just even acknowledging all of that and having awareness around all of that, you are able to make conscious choices around how to respond to it as opposed to those internal emotions and experiences Sort of pushing you to make decisions unconsciously mm-hmm. that you're not really thinking about, that you're not really aware of, um, and and limiting you, mm-hmm. um, and that seems to be the crux of 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 the work of uh, you basically help people gain freedom mm. from those subconscious constraints by bringing consciousness to them
1: yeah yeah and I I just want to kind of speak to for a moment in in you know in in the research that I did when I was writing when I was doing this research for my master's project um, I was specifically looking at first pregnancies Mm -hmm. and and you know what I'm speaking to is really my own experience these are my own struggles and that's not everybody's not everybody has the same, the same struggles and there tends to be something present that, yeah, is is important to make space and to consciously attend to. And, and how valuable that is, I think, especially the first time around. I mean, just speaking to, to right now and to parents who you know, already have one kiddo at home, and it's different. It's different the, you know, the second time around. There's not exactly the same space and time. And so really getting the opportunity to do that when there is a little more freedom in, the, in a first pregnancy, mm-hmm. yeah, is just rich.
0: Good. so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you what you see as the partner's role in in all of this and um, you know maybe some of the challenge tip, normal challenges, typical challenges that couples uh, face or um, yeah, how how everyone can make sure that they're participating in a way that works for everyone else or
1: Yeah, mm, Wow. You know how valuable I think that the the partner's role is in in this whole process. I'm curious to know whether you're speaking specifically to pregnancy or to parenthood or and mm-hmm. what in what yeah in so what I, area.
0: I was speaking specifically to pregnancy. Um, but I guess even more so to a partnership as parents is mm-hmm. is just as vital and perhaps even more challenging.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Um, A, you know, what's actually, I'm I'm making a gesture with my hands that feels like I'm just, you know, continuing in this kind of Mm earth-based, yeah, description and having, you know imagining kind of pregnancy as the seed as like really kind of planting the seed mm-hmm. and needing fertile space and and to, to grow and to nurture and to develop and that's just that 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 you need good good tending you need good you know support in, uh-huh. you know good water and need to add nutrients to the soil to really help that. And so the partnership feels, you know, there's that element of really being, being there, being right there, being connected to, connected to the pregnancy as the partner and making, making space for whatever is needed to happen, to move through, to, you know, there's t- so many hormones that are yeah. in, happening in, inside the body. Um and so it, it, yeah, I think it takes a lot of patience and a lot of attention for, from, from partners, um, and really good communication, I think on both ends for what the needs are. And I, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It actually is a lot of work. It's exhausting to be pregnant (laughs) and having, having a partner who's really, really there and, and attuning to and uh, understands that, you know, that that it is a lot of work is really, really valuable. Mm -hmm. And that applies to parenthood too. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, and I, but I think even, you know, kind of, I'm thinking about the, the crossover kind of from pregnancy and into through birth and, um, into parenthood, and you know it's a it's a team, you know, you have to be on the you have to be on the same team, yeah, yeah, it's a cooperative venture, right, you know, and if we're lucky enough, if we're really fortunate enough for it to be that way, and if it's not, if there isn't you know, a partnership in that way, making sure that there is consistent solid support, relational support is, yeah tremendous
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm wondering about how how someone can maybe express when their needs aren't being met in a way that that is that can be heard by the partner or you know and and i think there there is a tricky piece probably that comes up in in a lot of um couples relationships of of the non-pregnant partner kind of getting shifted into, you know, third place all of a sudden from being kind of, you know, the number, the other number one, you have these two number ones, and now sort of the number one becomes the baby often. Um, and then, you know, number three is usually the, the non-birthing um, parent. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so I'm curious, like, how how all of those, I mean this isn't necessarily the, <laughs> the venue to dive that deep into it, but I feel like it's a worthwhile conversation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that just, that just kind of, that just brings to mind how important it is to really tend to the relationship throughout parenthood and the partnership. And of course our kiddos are incredible little beings who need love and guidance and support and attention. And if if the parents aren't connecting with one another and making time for each other to to, to really drop in and, and check in and speak needs, then that's going to impact their relationship with their kiddos and the, just the kiddos themselves. So mm. um, yeah, so why not practice that during pregnancy? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, is there anything that I didn't ask or speak to or that you would like to share or would like people to hear?
1: No, I don't think so. Not that I know of. I'm sure there's a lot, but I might need to do a dance for you, which Uh, I might have to do a video blog next time. Cool. That would
0: be fun. (laughs) And obviously, uh, of all people, it would be easy for you to um, get in touch with me and get back on the podcast if you so desire um great well i actually really 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 enjoyed this um it's it's very special to be sitting across from you the woman who i love most and um having this kind of interview world that's a little bit different from how we normally (laughs) interact Mm. um and yeah thank you for making the time to to share this with me and uh, um, I always post in the show notes how people can get in touch with our guests. In this case, it's obviously very easy. You just go to heartseedhealth.com and um, or you email rachel at heartseedhealth.com or you call. And um, yeah, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed this Um, feel free to give us feedback always always open to hearing um, about your experience listening to this and if you think there's anything um, that we missed and look forward to uh, being together again soon
1: thank you Noah it was such a joy so honored
0: oh the seeds we sow must break open in order to grow shed their skin allow light to breathe in shed